what's up? It is Sunday night, which can only mean it is time for another episode of Explain Yourself. Joey, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. How are you? How was your uh, your week? We took last week off because it was a holiday. Um, yes. But man, did you did you eat some good food over, the, eat, over the the American holiday? <laughs> I eat I ate a ton of good food. In fact, I think I probably undone about two months of uh, pretty solid dieting effort <laughs> yeah, uh, in, in just a week a, and a half. You've been doing the uh, the the fasting, have you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I, I think I've undone it all. It really oh, have. Because uh, we made <laughs> oh, we made fun. so much food. Uh, frankly, it seemed we took one week off. It seems like that was a month ago, which oh, yeah. is how busy our cooking experience was for oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> so the nice thing about that is that we pretty much live off those leftovers until about the twentieth of December. There you go. Wow, that's so, pretty good. That's pretty good. We how was we, yours? It was it was a whole lot of fun. We did um my my mom hosted this year um and then we we, we then and then a couple of days later we went and took the kids out to this really cool uh park that's got like this little train that goes around the whole park and it's like we we uh so we did like a little barbecue out there mm-hmm. and stuff so it was it was a whole lot of fun um so it was it was kind of cool because we got to take a little time off of off of work and doing this stuff so we can uh, refresh a little bit so it was really it was really good. Absolutely. Yeah. That is the name of the game. And now we're, I mean, I, at least I'm knee deep in the Christmas season. So it feels oh, like yeah. there is, we're right back into it, but uh, oh, yeah, same here, but I am glad to be back here and we have some great guests here tonight to talk about an awesome Christmas book. Uh, I'm going to bring in Tony and Dave guys. How's it going? Hey, Good. and they're here, here <laughs> to talk about Taft Sturgeon uh, holiday in the stars. Very yeah. cool. Awesome. Guys, give us the quick, uh, I've looked at this a little bit, but give us the quick breakdown on what this is about. I know it's a continuation of a, a previous book. Um, this is kind of a Christmas special. So give us a quick breakdown on uh, what this is all about. Tony, you want to do this one or do you want me to do this one? You can do it. You have the, you have okay. the Okay. So I've got, I've got the nice pitch, you know. Uh, so it's when a conniving robotics tycoon tries to replace the beloved detective Taft Sturgeon with AI-powered robots, he inadvertently sends Taft on a magical Christmas journey to the North Pole, where he teams up with Santa and Mrs. Claus to save the holiday season. Or it's what if John Candy starred in a cosmic Christmas odyssey? <laughs> Uncle, Buck, Uncle Buck Rogers is what Uncle Buck Rogers. That's that's pretty solid right there. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it it took. <laughs> several like trying to condense 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 down to like something that is <laughs> truthful and what it what it represents yeah cool very cool so it's awesome to have a christmas book up here now i i'm a sucker for anything christmas related in the season even not during the season <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm oh, really glad yeah, we uh it. oh go ahead. sorry oh we had uh, originally like tried to get it finished before <clears throat> the holidays to get it out um, but as it went on, that seemed like just too ambitious of a goal. So mm-hmm. we kind of decided in, in lieu of that, actually running the campaign during the holidays is mm-hmm. would be the next best thing. And also the book is almost finished. Like I, I have to draw like 15 to 20 more pages of it and it's all done. Um, so I've drawn like 120 pages out of 140 pretty much. Wow. And the color scheme Mendez is up to like, what was what he like up to page 30, 60 something. 60? No, he's, he's in the 60s. <laughs> he's in the 60s, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so good. there we go. We're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it'll be ready to come out, you know, pretty much at the beginning of the year. Like, Awesome. 
Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's um, like I said, I'm I love to see you know a holiday book. I think it's to me, it's cooler to see like you know the campaign running during the holidays. That that seems like a lot of fun to me, and I think that kind of embraces what's fun about doing these campaigns. You kind of can 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 really get into that um, and, and you know make it fun for people. It would be nice if they were getting the book right now, but then again, you'd be running the campaign in like late summer, yeah. which is not really fun yeah. either. I was <laughs> thinking about Christmas then, like no one's like yeah. Yeah, my, my sci-fi book August is a Christmas. It's kind of like Christmas in the same way that Die Hard and Lethal Weapon are Christmas stories. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of there, but not really. And mm-hmm. I ran that campaign in August, and I think looking back, it might have been a lot more fun to have held off yeah. until now. <laughs> so I, I think that's the best way to do it. <laughs> but uh, guys, if you want to bring up the campaign page, we'll share that, and we can ask you a few more questions we, about this while we, we're looking at the art. Oh, do you want to? We also we also have a guest in, uh, in the waiting room uh, uh, as well. We wanted to pull somebody else in really quick. Right. Have, uh, how's it going? What's up, guys? Hey, Peter, Hi. how's it going? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, how are you? I'm just kind of uh, juggling between my dinner and talking to you guys. So. <laughs> No hurry. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. You're you're the host. Um. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna do a quick introduction. So, Peter's book is turning the page on superheroes with the immortal storyverse. Um, this is kind of a line of books that is uh, is kind of coming all together at once, and this is kind of an interesting campaign. So, can you give us a quick breakdown on on what the what the campaign is and all the books that are included in it? Sure. Um, this is our sixth. Uh, Kickstarter campaign from Immortal Studios. We started three years ago with the ambition to bring together all the various influences that's ever existed in a genre known as wuxia, martial arts fantasy genre. So we actually, through four previous books, we brought everything from grounded action, which is kind of where Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan or Cobra Kai would live, to like where Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon would be. Um, to where the Matrix would be in terms of like fantasy and then all the way to where a Monkey King or Dragon Ball Z would be. These are kind of like very fertile subgenres within this larger martial arts fantasy universe that now that we've successfully launched and funded, usually within the first day of all of these projects, not usually, we always funded within the first 24 hours. We decided to do something, bring together because these four pillars are actually part of the interconnected world we call the immortal storyverse. And as superhero fatigue is really setting in, I don't know about you guys, I've, I've officially checked out, I think after, uh, after a, a 15, 20 year run that in creating this interconnected world, I wanted to explore themes that are more practical and accessible to the average person. And I also got really tired of radioactive spiders or power outside of ourselves as the basis of empowering heroes. We wanted to kind of lean into the tradition of Kung Fu and the philosophy that we are our own heroes. So we wanted to bring in a lot of the how uh, into, into the storyverse. So, so this turning the page on superheroes is a super campaign because we're launching four uh, brand new issues of these four titles while pulling back the layer and saying, wow, this is how they're interconnected. So it's kind of a thematic campaign. The previous campaigns have been The Adept, which is what happens when a young woman, written by Charlie Stickney and drawn by Yishan from, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, 
This is a, a book about a young Chinese-American woman who dreams about being trained by a Shaolin master. Her Shaolin master was so popular, we, he got his own book called Fa Sheng. So we go back to the making of a, a martial master, a book that I wrote myself called Chronic, Chronicles of the Immortal Swordsman, which kind of explores the, the, the biggest subgenre within, within, within mobile gaming, the immortal hero genre, and then uh, <clears throat> Assassin G, which is kind of like a John Wick 1980 style assassin uh, type of story that is very similar tonally to a crouching tiger hidden dragon, albeit modern. So we're geeking out with these four titles coming together, and that's why we called it Turning the Page on Superheroes. We're kind of trying to be people. We're also trying to be serious. That for people who are looking for a new vibe to be part of, whether you're disconnected, you're a disconnected superhero fan, or you're, you love anime and manga, or you're a diehard wuxia fan already, um, we're basically looking for people who identify with it and to, to, to be part of the mega campaign. No, I like it. Cool, but I've got a lot of books to cover, as you can tell. Yeah, no, very cool. I like that, you know, I think that this is also cool because it's, I think, trying to expand what people generally do on Kickstarter and that this is like you're kind of launching a line, interconnected books, um, and bring a little bit of the fun of what you go to the comic book shop every Wednesday to get into a Kickstarter campaign. So that was what I was really taken with uh, yeah. when I looked at the campaign page. It was cool to see. Yeah. Um, we could have easily run four different campaigns, but in a way, we also wanted to bring the most. We wanted to kind of bring these various genres together and talk about broadly what we're doing over at Immortal Studios. And mm -hmm. we're not just a comic book company. Um, we're also in the process of uh, making our first movie, first series of movies off of, our, off of these stories. So we're kind of offering a chance fans a chance to get in on the ground floor of something that we're really excited about. Yeah. Very cool. Right. Very cool. So we're going to go into more depth here. Um, I kind of want to jump over to, um, to the other campaign to go over that and then we'll jump back into this one. And uh, Peter, I'll ask you a few more questions uh, about this and, you know, your team and all the stuff going into this, but uh, Dave and Tony, um, I'm going to share, your campaign and uh, take us into a little bit more depth on Taft Sturgeon here. Um, uh, Taft Sturgeon is a uh, agent for Intergalactic Child Protective Services Agency. We did uh, a 32 page uh, collected edition back in 2016 that we funded on Kickstarter. Um, the story originally ran in the back of Images Shutter and we collected it and crowdfunded a collected uh, edition of, of the first issue, so to speak. And so this is a 140-page graphic novel where we pick up where he left off from the first issue, and you see the character Taft as he's kind of branched out on his own. He's gone from like working for this government agency to basically becoming a contractor or running his own a PI business essentially. And he just goes around the galaxy helping kids, uh, you know, orphan children or children in need all over the galaxy, all different types of aliens and stuff. And it's basically like Dave was saying, it's like Uncle Buck in space. He's like John Candy. If John Candy was like a a sci-fi action hero, but it's kind of like got a little bit of a Logan's Run vibe uh, with the sci-fi. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, and I this one, the... he kind of is like, so, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was, I was gonna just compliment your artist uh, a little bit here, but um, I love the Venture Brothers vibe this he has going on. 
um, really cool stuff and, and really awesome colors as well. I love that hair. Yeah. It's got like a total, I don't know, it's not alfalfa. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a pop. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, he's a uh, David. What was the what was the um, the character he's uh, he's dressed as? Ed, Gr Ed Grimley. Um, oh Martin, yeah! Wow. Martin Shorts. Uh, yeah, that, that that was that's what came to mind. Yeah. Okay. Ed yeah, Grimley. that's yeah. That's, I usually don't make references like that because it really no. dates me. But you guys, <laughs> since you did it first, no, we're embracing it. No, yeah, no, that's what I said in the script. Uh, David said Ed Grimley, and I was like, all right, I know, I know yeah. Martin Short. So this is an old farts podcast. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> very much. Maybe. Yeah. So in this story, he kind of picks up a uh, Taft's in the middle of the case. He's trying to catch this uh, this small time crook called the Peddler. The Peddler basically sells like Elf on the Shelf type uh, figurines, and mm -hmm. but once they get into the people's houses, they kind of reveal themselves into these little aliens, and they basically mm -hmm. ransack the houses. So he's trying to catch this guy, but then the story kind of unfolds into a bigger plot. It's more uh, more like world altering and. Um, uh, engrossing. Um, and uh, I'll let David pick it up from there. Yeah, what Tony said. So, yeah, so Taft Taft ends up uh, getting a, an opportunity from a, a wealthy, like, robotics uh, manufacturer and uh, he, he for a consulting job. And uh, some malicious intent ends up happening and, and Taft gets sent through a black hole and uh, he ends up in he ends up in the the North Pole, and I'm I'm wondering if we have a couple of those. Yeah, so you know this is like oh wow yeah oh, wow. this is the uh, the the factory that Taft is going to head out to, and these giants yeah, on the edge of a black hole. Yeah, on the edge of a black hole, and these giant robots are like kind of keeping it from being pulled in. Um, Here's some uh, the robot. The robotics manufacturer wants to create like facsimiles of Taft and have him consult on their personality and their AI. And he's like, I don't know if I want to do this. But when Taft gets sent through the black hole, we get this great like one page kind of psychedelic spread of of him and his journey to like the North Pole Christmas star. And like mm -hmm. and it'll pick up from there. Around you, the middle of the book. Have you guys seen yeah. Disney's Black Hole from like I think 1978? Yes. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm getting that vibe here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we, we, Maximilian. And he was in that shit. Maximilian. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Big red robot. <laughs> no, I'm a big sure. fan of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm Very on cool. Energy. So, what went into your? Um, I, I love that this is a Christmas book. And I know you talked a little bit about like, you know, the timing and, and all that. Uh, what made you really decide, hey, let's let's go full tilt and make a Christmas book? with this i think he and i both i mean he and i both really we come from families that celebrate christmas in like the big american way like you know mm -hmm. food and festivities and presents and christmas trees and lights and all that kind of great stuff and um we had both uh tony sadly has lost both of his parents and i had lost my father and this is kind of us like reconnecting to our our familial roots I guess, so to speak. And so, you know, trying to capture those, those moments that, that we grew up with and, uh, but have this like science fiction adventure spin, this like sort of pulpy, um, big hearted adventure. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we wanted to explore like all those themes of like kindness and and giving yeah. and like aspiring to to be better people throughout the entire year, not just Christmas. But this happens to be taking a place when you know, mm-hmm. toward, and actually like towards the end of the year, like it's a time of reflection. And and some of us who have lost those who you know greatly influenced us, it's like. Am I living up to that legacy or, you know, am I enough? And that's that's something that Taft is struggling with himself. And um, and we explore that as well. Wow. It's and for me, creatively, cool. it, was, it was nice to do something that, like, I can show to, like, my younger relatives, like my nieces or my nephews, or, like, bring to a school and show to kids. Because most of my, a lot of my work is a little more uh, adult-centric, you know? So um, some of the stuff previously, I can't, I can't sell at a table. I have to like make sure a child doesn't touch it or, you know, I have to give them the preamble about, you know, about like, Hey, don't let your kid read this. This is, you know, whatever. And with this, it's like really nice to be able to do something that I can, it's like an all ages style book that we made that that I feel like has heart and it's earnest. It's to make something earnest and and, uh, kind hearted in the age of like cynicism and like, Mm -hmm. you know, sarcasm is, 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 I feel it's something that, everybody could use a little bit of personally. Ernest was the thing I had in my notes here and our guests on the show have a really crazy habit of just taking the words out of my mouth (laughs) before I've said them. Very good. Nice. (laughs) But I I love the earnestness here. And that's what's I think really cool about, uh, and it has a little bit more depth. Uh, Dave, when I heard your description of kind of what, what you guys were trying to put into this, um, I think that's what makes a lot of Christmas themed stories work is there's a little bit of reflection. There's some grappling with things that are a little bit sadder, um, you know, in contrast to the season. And I think there is, um, I'm a big fan of Shane Black. Uh, I know he's a little mm, controversial, yeah. but, um, you know, he's obviously written some great Christmas stories. And I think people have asked him, why do you set all these movies during Christmas? And so, well, there's just this contrast. There's, you know, you can be a little depressed, but everyone else is feeling great. And that you, you have this really black and white thing set up and it almost tells the story on its own. So I think that's what, um, you know, hearing that you guys have a little bit more depth to this story that you're, you know, that's kind of what you're pouring into it and trying to get out of it. I think that really adds a lot, you know, as a reader, you're going to get something from that that's going to be really cool and fun and, and take you away with something uh, pretty good for the season. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's what, uh, and that's what we were trying to achieve because it's like the, what actually Christmas, how it affects other people, like how it affects people on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so we have the exploitative, you know, mogul, creating things and trying to like tap into manufacturing kindness and manufacturing Mm -hmm. like goodwill and good spirits just so that he can, you know, sell it. And then you have Taft who is actually like the representation of that kind of stuff. And he Mm -hmm. wants people to like aspire to a, to a better, to a better being and a better individual and and group and family and all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's another thing that, yes, you hit it on the head. (laughs) (laughs) So can I get this before Christmas? Sadly, you cannot. I can I can send you a a, a twenty two page ash can though. You can. Um, yeah, I can send you the first twenty two pages, and um, we uh, yeah we're currently still in production. Um, we have about yeah. sixty pages colored. Tony has drawn one hundred and nineteen. Um, I believe I've written like 130 or so, and then I, have- I love your theme, by the way, guys. I maybe we could do a collab on our on our respective Kickstarter campaigns. I'd love to feature, yeah, this and bring some of that vibe to 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 our fans as well. 
very cool. Absolutely. So, so I've got a question. I um I, I so I I am I am the guy who talks about the marketing and all that stuff. So what kind of marketing uh, uh, challenges have you guys seen from these from this campaign from the last campaigns that you guys have uh, been involved with? You know, it's always a challenge for us because I think that we do everything ourselves and a lot of this comes out of our own pocket and out of our own time. Um, you know, Tony's very busy. I have a day job and, you know, so as far as like marketing and things like that go, it's like, it's basically like we're still trolling our friends and family and we're like really looking to try to break out of that sort of bubble that we're in. And we're like, we feel like it's just about to pop. Um, so, it's been it's been a ch it's always been a challenge period because it's like we are telling stories that we want to tell and we understand that you know that's not for everyone but it's also a challenge to find all the people who it's for and i think that's uh that's what we're trying to do with this is is to try to like get people like it's not just it's a christmas story but it's also a science fiction adventure story it's pulpy it's fun it's kind hard hearted earnest is the is the word of the night um but yeah that's where we're in so so what are, so what are some of those things that you guys do um that you guys are trying to to reach uh, a new uh, a new audience well we're here this is one of those <laughs> avenues <laughs> um, trying to get on more podcasts, uh, trying to, you know, be as like grassroots as possible. Um, you know, he and I have, you know, made contacts throughout this industry. We've, he and I have been making comics together for about 10 years. So we have, you know, a batch of folks who, who have our backs, but as far as like, you know, it's basically this, it's basically like coming on here, posting every day, um, going to local comic shops, just trying to, hey, 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 how you doing? Kiss babies, shake hands. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy well, drawing all day, so it's like, you know, uh, you know, when you draw to pay bills, it's like, there's not much time to do much else. So like, you know, uh, maybe go to a show here or there, but it's been a while. So for me, it's just which, like which is which which, which is can be difficult, right? Because it, you know when you when you're a creator and you you are the artist, or you're the writer, you have your head down, and mm -hmm. you you are a little busy sometimes. So when you have your head down working on the next project, or sometimes you got to be one or two, three projects ahead, you, mm -hmm. you there's no time for you to go out there and market yourself and do that stuff. So what, a lot of times we see creators. You know, pop pop their heads up, and you're like, okay, they're they're probably about to they're they're about to come out with something. Just to keep an eye out, right? So, so I, I, what what are some of these things that we as creators can do to kind of keep ourselves, uh, in 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 the mix a little bit, so that we're not just popping our heads out it, from under a rock every it few seems months. Harder. It seems harder with social media being as fragmented as it is now. Like ever since Twitter was right. bought out and it's everything, still, you still do it though. It's yeah, you still, can still do it. It's just still, you gotta be on all of them. You gotta like put it on Blue Shot, put it on Instagram, put it on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. All cylinders. So. Yep. You can't stop. I think I think it's a discipline of maintaining a cadence even when you're in production, which is really yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's yeah, about exactly. staying regular instead of hoping for this big last minute thing. Um like I think I started my 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 little intro by saying this is our sixth Kickstarter. We've historically have done very well. 
Um, yeah. But this one has been really hard because we've been out of the marketplace for about a year. And I think it was a combination of wanting to really talk about the ethos of our company and, and what the story, the, the, the story verse means um, and wanting to save a little bit of money and wanting um, on the cost of, of delivering, we decided to put four major titles into one campaign. And yeah. oh, look, we've got, we've got, um, we just crossed over the halfway mark and it's been, it's been a lot slower than I thought. Yeah. So, and that, that was going to be my next question for you, Peter is, is, from, because of that that small little lapse in the time between the last campaign and now, yeah. do, do, how much how much of a fall off of, of some of the people backing this campaign did you see? Um, well, look, I mean, I don't want to. The fat lady hasn't sang yet, so we're <laughs> in the middle of the campaign. I'm I'm hoping those numbers improve because let, let's yeah. let's be let's be um, Let's just call it out. This is a really, really weird time for everybody. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, yeah. uh-huh. like the world is in a really strange place. Yeah. And like it's going to get stranger. <laughs> There's so many yeah. different competing factors that I, I couldn't even read all those tea leaves. So I don't think, um, I just think, I think in this time, in this time and age when there's also a lot of economic uncertainty, um, facing a lot of people. Um, yeah. We may be in a different place. I don't. I don't know. But again, the fat lady hasn't sang yet, but um, we're we're looking at the next 50, the final thirteen days as really definitive, yeah. and so we're, mm-hmm. we're we're really hitting the mattresses. Yeah. Where yeah. I'm doing these shows, I just walked the halls of LA Comic Con. Um, we're relying on different network affiliates to do the marketing, and and um, we're also going to do a big media blitz to try to get on as many articles and engaging people. Yeah. So, so like, I don't know and, which and, ultimately. And, and right now that's difficult because, because they're all filled up. They're all either really filled up or, or they're backed up, backlogged. So it's really hard. Like I just had a creator uh, go on a podcast that I had booked two months out before. Uh, and, and they, and it just, just released uh, within the last week. And it was two, almost three months be, be prior, and we had to book that out. And it's and it's and and it's because a lot of there's not a lot of podcasts that are out there. Number one, in within this within this genre, within this niche, and and it's really difficult to find. And when you do, you have more abundance of these creators that are now wanting to get on these shows. Uh, now these shows are getting really great ratings and great great numbers, but it's hard to now book with these creators now with these with these podcasters. And and it and it can be a little bit difficult, right? So how can we all? Uh, what what's the answer there when we can't get on these these things? When we need to do like a you know it used to be where we can oh we got two weeks left we can put out a call I can get on a bunch of articles and now it's a little bit harder to get on these articles when within the next two weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I was hoping I was hoping you you'd be. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we we do have some answers because you know because over here at Geek Collective, uh, we we are a full comic book creative studio, and we do help with marketing. We do PR, marketing, uh, management, project management, all that good stuff. So we do help with a lot of that good stuff, and and we do help with uh, uh, specifically crowdfunding and things of that nature. But this is your time. We'll talk about all that stuff at the end. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I think but the yes, marketing we, stuff is like it's you know it's it's hard to say what actually moves the needle because I, you know, I did a dark horse book and then we had a dark horse, uh, you know, promotional setup and meetings and uh, a, a, a promo blitz and everything and we did all these articles and did some. It probably didn't work. Yeah, all only thing really worked because it's a direct market book was reaching out to the mm-hmm. retailers. That was the key was getting a hold uh-huh. of retailers. Yeah. As uh-huh. far as all that other yeah. stuff, I don't know if like people look at an article on like Bleeding Cool or something and say, "Oh, now I want to read no. that." I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. They look at a trailer. And it, and it changes so quickly. I mean, when I I, feel, I get the feeling that right before I launched Scarlet Twilight, and I think it was early 2021, the thing to do was like Facebook ads. That was killer. You got like a 10 to 1. Uh, Facebook, you know, listen, and response. listen, this. And then this, that fell off a cliff. You, you guys want to hear, do you guys want to hear <laughs> one big, huge tip that's going to, that's going to blow your mind and, and why? Because this is a visual, visual medium, right? Start a Pinterest page. All of your stuff up there. Put your links up there because Google uses Pinterest for SEO. So mm. yeah. that's a good have a Pinterest page. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then every time that you that's post, every time that you post, or if you put out a blog on your thing, post those pictures from the Pinterest page on that post on that blog because then it generates even more seo for people to to, to search the searchability is a lot a lot uh it, it just it gives them more more availability to search that one thing so mm. that's, that, that was worth that was a really good nugget actually i was a little yeah, bit no. at first but but um you won me over joey <laughs> I'm telling you, we're full, and this is why we do this for a living. Me and Ben, well, this is what we do. We sit in front of our computers. We are, we have to have our fingers on that on that pulse when yeah. it comes to marketing. You know, Ben is in marketing. He has these big, huge commercial uh, jobs with these things. We don't want to talk about the, but but he does this for his day job, and this is my day job. I run this 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 collective where we work with comic book creators on a day-to-day basis and this is what we do all day all day long and we have to make sure that we are always we always know what works and what doesn't work and the thing is not one thing is going to work for one creative team or the other it's you have to and 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 it's always changing things are always moving um with marketing not one thing is changing you can't sit here and talk to these old school guys they're like you know that do the same exact things every single time yeah they might work on a larger grander scale because you're throwing tons of money at it but if you actually look at it they're losing a lot more money because they're not strategically doing the right things that are actually going to get you the ROI that you actually want yeah, i think what are, like, the, what are the right things today in this in this kind of climate <laughs> what's that mm-hmm. what are, what are the right things uh, the right things are it's going back to the basics is still word of mouth. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, honestly, all you need is a couple of like high profile people sharing your page or talking about your your book in in, in public, and you'll see a, a bit of a boost. You know. Um, yeah. I did. A, I just had a Zoop campaign for a book I did all by my, did uh, myself uh, like a couple months ago. Oh, uh, which one was that, Tony? Uh, it was called Pork Chop Robot Killer. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, uh, I, we actually just—I just got the last variant cover in, and I'm getting ready to send that off to the printer in the next couple of weeks. But um, that was like the goal was pretty pretty modest. It was like uh, three thousand dollars, I think, was the goal, and uh, we hit the goal. But it kind of was like a slow yeah. climb, you know. Um, but then once I got a couple of like you know retweets and a couple of posts from some some high profile people, I saw my my numbers go up, you know, 
I'm not say hugely, but it was enough for me to notice. And then, uh, yeah, I feel like once you hit once you hit the halfway point on these things, it's kind of like the ball starts rolling downhill. Yeah, you know? yeah. Sometimes. But it's just getting to the halfway point, and we're like five hundred dollars away from our halfway <laughs> point. So if anybody out there wants to get a holiday graphic novel of 140 pages, <laughs> you can get a commission from me. There's there's uh, original pages up on the on the on the site as well, so your stuff's still available. So. Mm-hmm. Help us get that halfway point so we get that ball. Very cool, very cool. Um, and, and another tip though, that here, here's one when you're when you're this so close to your to your funding goal is uh you want to hit that email and 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 hit your backers that are already pledging to your campaign and try to upsell them or create a brand new tier that is a deluxe digital or deluxe something, you know, that's not gonna have a big huge extra cost to your printing. Uh, budget right so you do that you create that and then you just you just campaign for the people who are already giving you your money and to increase their pledges mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's the really the something i kind of am really trying to work out how to do for my next campaign it's like you got you know a certain amount of people are going to just see it and back it and then there are people that are i hope going to just follow along with the story because they have been, they went went with me for the first girl. That's why they want to see where it goes. And I think it's a real balance between like it's almost two separate things where you've got to like figure out, hey, how do I service these people? Are you gonna like stay with me and, and follow and, and really be make that a rewarding experience for them? And also be like separately concentrating on like, hey, what's the thing that brings in a new reader that makes this just look so undeniably cool that you've got to come in and check it out? And I think those are actually two different experiences you kind of have to really yeah, keep yeah. in mind especially if you've got an ongoing universal story. Yeah. Yeah. What are what are the tactics for for retention? I'd love to I'd love to hear your your best ideas for bringing old backers cuz we have a few thousand previous backers that just have been keep, very loyal. Keep at them. Uh, well, just you, what you got to do is you got to keep low. So <laughs> the easy answer right is don't, don't don't fall off and don't lose them in the first place, right? That but that's the easy answer, right? The hard yeah. hard answer is is um you know just you just gotta you gotta go start back at square one and, and try to get, regain their attention again right because if they're following you and they signed up for your newsletter yeah. there's already an interest there just to, to because they want to stick around right so right. give them a reason to stick around um you know get, you know throw some freebies at them if you have enough in the budget to do something or if you have something laying around throw you know create a giveaway you know there's all kinds of different things that you can do um you know i don't know there's there's tons of really fun things this this is the kind of stuff that i have fun with because some things work and some things don't right because and this is that that part where you can just play around with what your audience likes or what they don't like and mm-hmm. try to play to, to that and mm-hmm. figure out something some way something that's going to entice those old readers those old black backers to come to come back and and, and keep going what game what what game their interest in the first place yeah yeah i mean in my my answer to that is i think more that that's definitely like the marketing uh, you know sort of ten thousand foot view of it uh from the creative perspective i mean what i'm trying to do is i look at like I didn't have a good idea when i finished the first scarlet twilight series on how to follow it up i kind of left it open and I, I think it had a satisfying ending, but I also wasn't really planning on ever going back to it. And then it just kind of gnawed at me. And I thought, okay, what's not necessarily just a good thing for me to go back to and and find satisfying about revisiting that world, but like, 
what if you liked the first one, if you liked the things that were featured there, the old school, old school superhero stuff, um, all that, what would be a good escalation of that and also be a little bit surprising? So I, I think I had to kind of take maybe two or three more steps back than I thought I did creatively to find a good way to get back. back. Mm. Like a satisfying and also a little bit surprising way to revisit this world. And I, I think part of that is always going to have to be in that this runs out at some point, but like some of that is always going to be scaling up the experience. And I think that's, what's cool about, uh, about your universe a little bit is that you're bringing all four of these things out together. You're yeah. really selling the idea that, Hey, this is a, this is an interconnected thing. This is going to be, this is building to something and there's some momentum to it. And yeah. this is going to be a fun experience to fall to, to follow through with. And I think that's a, it's a, that's a little bit marketing, but I think that's also a, a creative decision. Like yeah. you have to just put yourself in people that are going to back you no matter what, but also people that maybe didn't go into the first one, but were interested in, or maybe you're seeing it uh, for the first time. You have to, I think, come up with something that is like undeniably interesting. And I think also a little bit unique. I don't think I see a lot of books on Kickstarter that are, Hey, this is a line. Um, and, and these are all four really good books. Yeah. This is going to be cool. This is going yeah. somewhere. It's been somewhere and it's a fun time to jump on. I think that makes a statement. And I think that's creatively, um, I think what you need to do. You can always, you can always also, uh, uh, some of those people who, if you see that they are not opening any, any documents or, or if you're using like what, like a, like a MailChimp and you can right. see how many people open up your emails, um and, and people who don't are opening them but they're not sticking around right yeah toss some freebies in there toss some free digitals toss some free something you know in there to kind of keep them like think about think about like all those junk emails that you get and you're you sometimes you're like oh what catches your eye what makes you open up uh, one of those those sales emails right uh yeah. so kind of think about what made you open those up and kind of think about how you can do the same kind of things with your audience Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that gets into the, you know, what's, uh, I think that's where you as a creator, we're really figuring out ways to connect with our backers and, and kind of build a, a one to one community a little bit. And just like, hey, what do you need out of this? Um, and that's yeah. something I think that uh, I always had a pretty good idea of what I wanted as a reader and what I was offering as a creator to readers. Um, I, it was a little harder for me to wrap my brain around, okay, we're on a different platform. This is not just an apples to apples thing that you're just like, you're not picking up the book in the shop every Wednesday. You're getting it in a different way. There is actually more to it than that. And I think there's more opportunities for interaction. Uh, And that, that can also be really fun. I'm planning a lot of stuff for my next campaign where people can like have an idea for a superhero that I'll put in the book. And that'll be, I think a fun way to uh, it's going to be a pretty epic cast. So it's not going to be a huge, you know, thing to shoehorn that in, but whenever I see an opportunity to maybe reach out to people and do something like that, that's where I think you're taking advantage of what crowdfunding yeah. is and what it can be. And, th- and that's awesome, right? Because you're bringing in, you're bringing in your, your people through emails to be involved and get involved. Mm-hmm. You can see how many, how many people actually interact with that. And, mm-hmm. it, and it creates a, a completely different experience, right? Now it's not just a comic book. Now it's a brand, right? Mm-hmm. Because now you're branding it with this, with these different interactive ideas that you're doing right so so it's all it's, it's really fun yeah mm-hmm. well, i'd love to chat with you guys offline because i think there's some pretty good ideas there 
And mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, you guys have lists. Do do those help? Because I think retention is part of it. The other part is, is is really breaking through. And I think a few folks have really talked. Like we, in previous campaigns, we had a lot of ink. Like we got a lot of ink. Mm-hmm. We had coverage and a lot of the publications and similar to a lot of the reactions of that that we we shared i didn't see that they moved the needle forward necessarily in terms of new pledges it it was nice to Mm -hmm. have it didn't see the moving the needle forward which begs the question was like how do you really punch through so when, when you're when you're not seeing the needle move on your campaigns what that usually means is that you are you're growing your base and you don't want to you don't want to look at that as a loss. You want to look at it as okay, something's working because people are actually opening these up. And 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 feel free to ask the people, "Hey, uh what was the read rate on that article if you happen, you know, so you can always grab your numbers if you need to so that you can kind of look back and stuff and that's never a bad a bad thing to kind of reach out and ask, you know what I mean? Right. Um so, so you can always ask them for, the, for those for those read rates and the numbers on those articles and stuff, and and just kind of compare if you're really like a numbers guy. Um, so, but there's things that you could do, right? Just don't just take a look at the the numbers and say, hey, okay, they people are actually reading this, and when you actually realize that, hey, you felt like it was probably a dropped ball, but people are actually interested and intrigued in reading it that means you're growing your base and you don't want to lose interest in, in, in creating that, that to continue to grow. Right. So um, just keep at it. Right. And yeah, you want to get to a place where those kinds of things, you know, turn into, turn into, to uh, some backers. Right. And that's the key, right. You will start to see everything flip when you know that you've done everything that you need to do. Right. You need to start, so what you're doing is you're starting to get those that momentum back up, and right. and as soon as you just you want to you you'll notice you'll know trust me you'll know when everything is flipped. Um, well, just we as got, creators really want to get there before it's flipped. <laughs> we've got twelve more days, so so you know, a fair amount of time I'd say. What do you guys think? I think the art's cool. Oh, absolutely, I love that cover too. The one with the, the yeah no with the sword. This, there's one thing that yeah, this is by Dexter Weeze that I'm certain of. I, I'm just yeah. really confident about what we're what we're doing here. Just in the quality of the writing, the artists, the thematics. Um, and De- Dexter is one of my favorite artists. I actually used him for a cover in the past and and on a campaign that we're going to be doing. Like Dave Dexter here is like like David Lean. Look at the kind of ambition. Yeah. That that, that he's brought in. It's like um, in fact, Dexter is going to be our live on our live um, for everybody who's interested in joining and learning more about what we're doing at Immortal. We'll actually have a a, um, a virtual town hall this Thursday at four right. and f- between four and five. Just go to our website and check it out. This is available for everybody. A lot of our creators, Charlie Stigney, Brian Bucciolato, myself, Dexter Wee, and many others, including um, our Shaolin Kung Fu choreographers will be coming online and talking about what it takes to actually make these comics because we're so dedicated. We actually have fight choreographers to make sure that every move on stage that we present is a real thing in Kung Fu. Nice. I love it. I love Very it. Cool. So I have to ask as an artist, when you send the script out for a page like what we're looking at right now, uh, what does your what does what does the artist say to you? <laughs> 
<laughs> I think um, Ryland Grant, who wrote this piece, um, okay, was that I think he described it was a grand, it was a grand military march, and mm -hmm. and Dexter just went to town with it. He sure did, absolutely. He just Dang, went I'm to telling you guys, Dexter is is fantastic. When like he's fantastic. I mean, I just, I if I get that script, I'm like, oh, guys, guys, oh my goodness, I got to draw all these people. <laughs> like, come on, you know, like but, maybe if, a pay, if you double my page rate, but this is when this is when when you actually have a have a have an artist who's really passionate about what he's doing. This is yeah. what he'll do. Yeah, and, and that's where it really shines because that's those are also the moments in you know, like you said, like the Dave and Lean movies. Yeah. That, that when the camera pulls back and the music swells and you see all these people yeah. and you get that scope, uh, yeah. that's something that comics really takes advantage of. Uh, yeah, and, and Dexter, Dexter's so one of those guys. Good. Dexter's one of those guys that you you give him little to no guidance on what needs to happen and, he, and he's going to knock it out of the park. Mm -hmm. No, and, and such a joy to work with Dexter. Oh yeah, beautiful for all of our artists and and and. The, the creators, the, the quality of the creators who've come together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I, I always felt I felt bad because I did done a cover for uh, Charlie McKelvey's book that's coming out next year where on the cover, the character has a really ornate suit jacket. <laughs> and I and then I, we did that and I said, look, I have to really apologize to whoever's doing the interiors on this because that is going to be such a pain to draw panel after panel. So as an artist, I always keep my eye on that stuff, but like, they're going really, to find reasons to take effort, off his jacket. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't blame him. Not at all. I just, I just put him in silhouette as much as I can. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it is it, on the same side. When you see something like these pages we're looking at here, uh, boy, does that shine. You get the, you yeah. get the time period, you get the, you get all this stuff and it really does take you to that world in a great way. So it is, it's certainly yeah. worth the effort. This, this, by the way, is the story of Fa Sheng, the, the dream Shaolin master. And we as a company actually just hosted here in Los Angeles a, a, a mega event where the head of the Shaolin temple, which created Kung Fu as we know it today, mm -hmm. officially partnered with us. So it was kind of crazy. Wow. Nice. And this is, this, is the, this is the origin story of Fa Sheng, the, the future Shaolin master. And this happens in 1900. China during the the Boxer Uprising, where my grandfather actually comes from. So what you're seeing here is are some of those real epic, historic, uh, verifiable events that's now intertwined with the story of forging the next the next great martial master. This is of mm -hmm. course before he became an, an enlightened Shaolin monk. So this is what this is the context. He was one of these um, soldier bees here, who eventually became disillusioned. And sought the way of the uh, awakened warriorhood through the Shaolin Temple. So that's just a little background of what we're seeing here. I always love it when there's some. I'm, I'm a history buff, so like whenever I can bring some real event into my story, I, I just I love to do that. Just probably for my own gratification, but I think it really also, uh, you know, brings people into the. If you can Wikipedia page even that much of it oh. and, and get a little bit more depth, that that just really gives you something else extra. And I. Uh, when I was a kid, they did this series called The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. And it was, they're not as good as the movies, of course, but I loved those. And I also loved seeing how much of that stuff was real. Um, it, it gave it a little bit more depth and it really did connect to me in a different way. So I, I love to see that. 
I'm glad. I'm glad. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would love for it to share this book with you. We yeah, have very similar yeah. things in all different aspects of the immortal storyverse. And we're really excited because this is 1900s. And we're like, what does that have to do with modern day? Well, through, through this campaign, you're actually seeing how these four stories are now interconnected. It hadn't happened before. People thought it's like, oh, I've been watching Iron Man. I've been watching mm -hmm. Thor. But now they're realizing, oh, wow, there's like an Avengers thing happening here mm -hmm. um, without radioactive spiders, if you can imagine that. <laughs> well, they don't have to be everywhere. <laughs> yes. This is Assassin G, um, mm -hmm. which is 1980s. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the colors here. Great yes. stuff. And also the the visual the 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 the, um, the combat sequences we actually spend a lot of time on getting that right so mm -hmm. we bring a lot of originality and authenticity so the movements that you see mm -hmm. here aren't really how they've been done in the past and in this we actually got an artist out of China named mm -hmm. Hotel who's the top of his game over there so that we actually wanted to showcase kind of a more Eastern style of authentic martial fantasy action. So the movements and just the whole tonal vibration of, of these sequences are, are very, very different. Really yeah, I like I, I love to see that because I, I think that there's – I'm a big Rocky fan, the Rocky movies. And uh, I wanted the, – the last issue of one of my first comics that I did called August was going to be just a fight. <laughs> and it was really important to me to really do – not necessarily a particular fighting style because none of those characters were that, but I wanted the, the fights to have a real back and forth um, and, and make sure that in the way that a commentator during a fight gives you some context and says, Oh, he's, yeah. he's doing this too much, or he's not, he's, he's letting his guard down here. Or he's making this mistake. I, I wanted there to be some back and forth there to really just bring you in the same way you, you are brought in when you're watching a sporting event of some kind. Yeah. And I think that when you look at, we've, this is something that kind of deals with superhero fatigue in comics specifically. We've seen so many fights over and over again. There are yeah. cities, wherever they can be, um, of every different type of, of scope. I, I think the real thing that brings brings that back home to people now is I think you need to give it some foundation and make sure that the moves seem accurate and not necessarily super accurate in terms of fighting, but certainly accurate enough um, for the reader to follow and get that they're getting a little bit more detail and a little bit more sort of cause and effect than just Daredevil hits this guy and then he gets hit back and it goes on and on forever yeah. until some other thing happens. I think that that, that real nuts and bolts getting in there uh, has a lot of value um, in, a, in a comic book forum that I think a lot of people are going to and it's a smart move. Well, that's part of our ethos. I totally agree with you. And um, look, even Jackie Chan, obviously his format is really filmmaking. Um, mm -hmm. He's one of his choreographers who actually was the fight director for Shang-Chi is also working with us, uh, Andy oh, Chang. When, when we talk about it is we're trying to even instill the beginning, middle, and end in every kind of fight sequence. Mm -hmm. There's drama within the action, so to speak, in that, in that you're telling subtler elements of character and storytelling even through the fight of course that's yeah, really for the martial arts the, the kung fu genre where people come here for for a lot of the great depictions of action so like it's upon, incumbent upon us to now elevate it and dramatize mm -hmm. it more yeah and i think that's where there's a real opportunity if you can just look at and i think what you said hits the nail on the head the beginning middle and the end you have to really look at 
the fights, the the moves, the 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 choreography of that, how does that feed into the story? Is somebody like getting ahead of themselves in a fight and and being overconfident? You you have so many opportunities to just really explore where the characters are at um, and give it like a lot more foundation if yeah. the if the choreography works and feeds into that visually. Right. Especially, yeah. especially when you go from like 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 you know, I've always read those Batman comics where people are like Man, I really wish they wouldn't have like made like the the fight the fighting sequences between the pages or between the the panels. You're like, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> show me, show me all the fight sequences. And for 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 us, because we have four different quadrants, where the kind of fighting and the kind of power that's available in those mm-hmm. quadrants are different. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like having having like the Monkey King having fighting with Neo versus you know. Jen from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or you know the kid from Cobra Kai, they would all be different, yeah. right? Their capabilities are different, their subtypes, um, their energy. So, like for us, it's really to be being able to capture that yeah. in a dynamic way. Super cool. Yeah. So that's another part of why we're really excited to showcase these four different pillars side by side. Very, very cool. Well, we have about five minutes left. left. Um, if you guys uh, want to stick around, uh, Ben and I are going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that we're involved in, and we're probably going to talk a little bit about what we do. You guys are more than welcome to stick around. But before we do that, we're going to want you guys to do a quick little, uh, if I was walking through a con, what would you say to, to get me to come to your booth? Uh, Tony, go. Hey, how you doing? Uh, do you like John Candy? <laughs> oh, are you a Grinch or are you? <laughs> you need your heart to grow three sizes today. Well, I've got the book for you. Taft Sturgeon Holiday of Stars, a 140-page sci-fi Yuletide graphic novel full of aliens, AI bots, weird celestial baby planets, uh, a giant uh, walrus man who is a capitalist. Uh, huckster overlord <laughs> santa <laughs> mrs claus elves you name it we oh. got it full color done by me artist of uh worst dudes teenage hey. Ninja turtles rick and morty and other <laughs> fan favorites support my independent work if you're all about supporting creators and supporting independent artists yeah, and it's great that everyone loves the ninja turtles and they love the marvel stuff and they love the rick and morty's but Hey, if you want to support uh, those artists when they do their independent stuff that they own, come pick this up because that yeah. that that goes right into our pockets as opposed to uh, Iger or uh, whoever else. So, all right, now you've now you've guilted me. You sold me now. You've not- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Peter, can you give us uh, the the pitch to your book? Hey everybody, my name is Hey Juan, Peter Shao. I'm the founder of Immortal Studios and the creator of our interconnected world of martial arts fantasy characters and stories. So if you are tired of superheroes and you're a superhero fatiguer, you're a lover of anime and manga, especially for the fantastic elements and character relatability, or a lover of all things related to the martial arts fantasy genre, this is the universe for you. We have an ambitious four-title uh Four title combination here, bringing the Adept, Chronicles of the Immortal Swordsman, Assassin G, and Fa Shang, all the various subgenres that you loved 
from grounded action all the way to high fantasy in one interconnected world. So we're doing a massive content drop. Uh, new and older stories of all four of these stories coming together to awaken the hero in everybody. So we want to invite you to discover what Immortal is doing in the Immortal Storyverse, and this is the great way to get in. Fantastic. Sounds great. <laughs> that sounds like that it's was old. rehearsed. Like, you've done that quite a few times. <laughs> I love that. That's how you know. That's how you know. Like, I love, I love asking that question because you see the people who are like who, ju- who just got it down, or some people who just just love, just like, oh, screw it. Let's just, I'm gonna get them with whatever I want. <laughs> and I love it. I love to see everybody's everybody's style. Um, all right, Ben. Um, what have we got going on um, this this week um, uh, for us for things that we are involved with right now? We have a few cool books. Uh, this one right here is a favorite of mine. Uh, Carsis, number one. This is from Brian Hawkins and his new studio, Black's Trauma Productions. It's a, um, I'm a sucker, in addition to being a sucker of Christmas stuff. This one takes play in the, the icy, you know, wilderness of Alaska, and I'm super into any snowy story. Uh, I think it's a great setting. So there's some awesome artwork here. I, it's got like a real Matt Wagner vibe, I which I love to see. Um, and I think this is a really good introduction to an interesting character that has a very interesting role. It's kind of supernatural horror, um, great setting, great artwork. And um, yeah, I definitely hope everyone will check this out. Joey, you have anything else to add on this one? Yeah, this is this is uh, Brian. You, you guys know Brian from from uh, Black Cotton. He's done the Vineyard. He's also uh, I think he was the editor on uh, Nottingham. So uh, this is his. Uh, so what he's doing with this is, is this is a Black Trauma production. So he's creating this production company. It's going to be his horror line of all his um his comics that he's doing so he has a bunch of them that are lined up that he's lined up to be doing here the next few few uh this next year or two so he this is his first one that he's dropping he's got a next one that's called stat um and and they they possibly may or may not be i can't say anything if they're interconnected but um they're the you're probably gonna have to read the stories to find out and to see if anything is you know so but the, but it's a really great story. This one follows uh, Paul Carson's, who is a supernatural detective. Um, he he's he's called in because he has to investigate uh, the death of uh, I believe somebody who might be related to him. I'm not quite sure. You might have to you're going to have to pledge to find out what's going on. I don't like to spoil things, so you're just going to have to check this one out. And this is really cool because it is set and thompson pass alaska which is a real place and it's like super super snowy i believe it's one of the snowiest places uh in america so it's 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 crazy crazy cool so um this it's like a really great setting for a creepy supernatural horror story um so definitely check this one out all you got to do is head on over to geek collective dot net slash carses that's k-a-r-c-i-s and you guys can uh, check it. This this one's got about three days left. I think it's only a couple hundred dollars till we hit goal on that one. So uh, under under a hundred bucks, I think. Now I think we should. So um, while my kids are yelling because they want to get out of bed, uh, but yeah, head on over to grab that one. That's and cool. then we have one other one going on right now. Um, I have to. I have a hard out, so I'm gonna have to. Farewell, but I would love to follow up on our conversation and potential yeah. collabs. So, so absolutely, we appreciate Great. you coming by. Yeah, also, Tony, love your book. 
thank you for bringing the spirit of Christmas back to the vibe. You know, it's really worthy, well, thanks. worthy, worthy, worthy cause. You guys got me with that. So really nice. happy. Thanks, Peter. It's nice meeting you. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's great to meet you. And thanks for coming on. Yeah, you got it. All right, and we got we have this one here. This one's uh, from our friends over at Oneshi Press. Um, they are they're actually friends of Gre uh, Tony Gregorio here. So uh, we they they are from the same amazing place in uh, Missoula. Um, but this one this one is an anthology. It follows thirteen different stories, all kinds of really really great creators. I think it's over thirty plus creators. Um, follows uh, follows uh, a bunch of really cool stories about cohorts about people coming together. And uh, and doing some amazing things. This uh, I couldn't even re re read you off all the all the different creators, but um, so many so many awesome indie creators on this one. You're talking about uh, supporting a great cause because there's and for indie creators, this one has tons of people who you may know and who you may not know, and who you're gonna fall in love with. So you're definitely gonna want to check this one out. Head on over to Kickstarter.com/slash or kickstarter.oneshipress.com uh and you guys can check this one out um i think how many days left on this one ben this one has four days to go four days to go and i believe it's already hit its uh hit its uh first initial funding goal so yes. anybody who backs this one will get the book and all the goodies that comes with it so anything that you guys pledge is going to be an extra added awesome bonus you guys get to uh, help us reach some new goals and, and new milestones and unlock some really really great goodies so head on over there and try to get this one unlocked and get some really cool stuff oneshi press has done a handful of uh they've done i believe they've they've done a ton of really uh great kickstarters they have a really awesome reputation of fulfilling their their orders and doing very well and had and and they're just a pleasure to work with. Uh, I, I know Tony can definitely attest to that. Yeah, JL, JL and Lindsay uh, live here. We all live here in Missoula, and they're they're good friends and they're good people. And I'm happy that they hit their goal. And looks like they're gonna get more. So it's a cool looking book. Very cool. Absolutely. <laughs> we love we love everybody over there at Oneshi and everything that they're doing. And because we love Oneshi, I'm gonna drop just a little bit of a nugget here. Um, we're gonna be we're gonna be actually collaborating with Oneshi Press, um, dropping something next year in 2024. We're gonna be we're gonna be collaborating with them. Uh, Ben's gonna have something in, in this as well. And my buddies over at Rabbit and Hat Studios, they are the people who are behind Grandma Chainsaw and uh, Pocus Hocus and uh, Horus and Hell. Um, they are going to be uh, have they're gonna have something new there as well. So. I'm not going to say anything just yet. We might be dropping some hints on what's going to be happening here in the next few days and the next few weeks. So make sure you guys are following us on social media, probably most likely on Twitter so that we can, you guys can, that's where most of all our, all of our information comes out from. So um, absolutely, really, really cool stuff. Um, this is going to be a fun, really new venture for all of us. I don't think any of us have been, involved in anything of this nature but we've all kind of wanted to be involved with something like this so um very cool stuff i'm not going to give any more information that's it that's all right. yeah <laughs> next week stay tuned i think we'll have some artwork to share we we came close this week but christmas yeah. got in the way 
Um, <laughs> I wanted to share one thing. I've shared this a little bit before, but uh, the pre-launch for my new comic is um, is live now. I'm going to throw that in the chat. Um, this is the sequel to We Are Scroll of Twilight. It's called Cobalt Crisis. It's basically if Crisis on Infinite Earths or Secret Wars had happened in the 1940s. Um, it's going to take the universe that was we are school at twilight and expand it in some really cool ways that will seem familiar and very unexpected all at once. So I hope everybody will check it out and you can get over on the pre-launch for that. And the link I'm dropping in the chat right here. Very cool. So I love Charlotte. head over there and, uh, and check that out. Very cool. And then, um, so I think that's about all we got right now so mm-hmm. far. We have a couple other things that we're going to be doing next next uh, couple of weeks, so stay tuned as well. Um, but um, if you guys didn't know, uh, we have a couple of cool things for you guys. We also we we because we are affiliated with uh, Gemini Mailing Supply. We have a really cool uh, code for you guys. If you head on over to Gemini Mailing uh, Gemini Comics you will be able to at checkout. Type in Geek Collective 10 to get you 10% off the shipping price there so that you guys can make sure you guys uh, do that. The biggest thing here is is I've, I'm a big, big uh, not not because they, they pay us to do this, but because I love Gemini mailers. <laughs> is that I, I love the fact that you can receive your books and still get them in pristine condition. You always hate, you always hate to see those... Uh, those nightmare pictures where you see, oh man, why didn't you guys send it in a Gemini mailer, right? And and your books, you know, we love these. We love to give our money to these creators, and if we uh, receive our books damaged, it kind of stinks sometimes. Absolutely, it takes way too long to draw this stuff to send it out half-assed. So <laughs> I think that's the best thing I can say about it. So use our code, get ten percent off your your uh, your till over at Gemini Mail Supply. Um, and also, uh, if you guys didn't know already, uh, Geek Collective is a full comic book creative studio. So we help you with everything from concept to shelf. Um, uh, we will even, uh, we'll, we'll do it all. We'll, we even have, uh, crowdfunding, um, r- solutions for you guys. If you guys want to head on over to geekcollective.net slash crowdfunding, uh, you guys will be able to see what that uh, offers. We have all kinds of really cool stuff. Ben, uh, right now, his trailers are a hot commodity, guys. So you know, you think uh, trailers for your Kickstarter page is one of the biggest things that can help push you, uh, the thing over the edge. Sometimes, um, I, I don't, you, I don't know how many times I've seen people play a trailer. They're like, "Holy crap, that's a great trailer!" Uh, I'm gonna back that just because the trailer's cool. Uh, like it's I've I've seen that with my guys over at, at Rabbit Hat Studio. They had somebody professionally do their trailer, and and every time they play it, mm-hmm. people are blown away. It's nuts the amount just to spend a little bit of money one time on a trailer that's going to help your brand for a long period of time, and and people will be blown away just because that one thing. And it's so um, check it out. Check out all the really cool stuff that we have to offer over there, um, and. After we're we're a little bit over our time, so I'm gonna just cut this short. But um, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Yeah, um, absolutely, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. All right. So everybody, if you're watching this now or later, come back next week. We're gonna have more great creators. We're gonna talk about more great comics, and we will see you next week. And have a good one.